0: To the Finance Professor Podcast brought to you by financeprofessor.org. My name is Wilson. Okay, on this episode of the Finance Professor Podcast, I'm going to read my paper, Clickbait Works The Secret to Getting More Views with the YouTube Algorithm. Okay, so I mentioned I had a YouTube channel in the Patreon paper, and with that channel, you know, I was consuming a lot of the kind of YouTube advice channels. And they were very interested in this paper by Covington, which was by some Google engineers who seemed to indicate that the objective of the YouTube algorithm uh, for search and recommendations, so just taking a step back, YouTube has about a little under 2 billion monthly active users, right, slightly behind Facebook in terms of monthly active users, Uh, but a significant portion of the globe logs into YouTube every month or every week week and they get something like there was like 400 hours of content uploaded every minute and I'm sure these are like stats from 2017 because I didn't hear them in I think I didn't hear them until 2017, so it's probably much more. So every minute there's 400 hours being uploaded to YouTube, they have to figure out a way to send out all this content in a way that hopefully maximizes YouTube's revenues, right, so that they can show the maximal amount of ads engages their audience. So uh, what Covington et al. kind of does is they say you know we're trying to maximize watch time per impression and so my you know my guess is there that's sort of what their their one period problem it reduces to now i think if you listen to any of the statements of the search and discovery team which i have uh that the and people at youtube is that the the black box neural network recommendation algorithm is continually changing and uh it is evolving and the objectives of that are also evolving and the humans have control over the objectives of that algorithm. So one of the big things that the YouTube advice channel such as Daryl Eves has emphasized is that 2012 was a big change, that they moved away from views as the metric that they put forth to creators and emphasized watch time and supposedly watch time went up and views went down according to one of his recent videos, which I'll probably link to once I get around to doing a video about this. So why does this algorithm matter? According to YouTube, 70% of video hours watched on YouTube come from their search and discovery recommendation system. I think it's becoming increasingly clear to the public that both Facebook, YouTube, you could say the same of Netflix and Amazon, you do, you get a customized experience And that what you see on Facebook or what you see on YouTube is customized to you as long as you're a logged in user. And so you are not getting a representative sample of what's out there or what is popular, but what is popular with you. What YouTube thinks that you would click on and watch. So 70% of that. 70% of what the typical person is watching, according to their stats, is coming from this search and discovery algorithm. The user did not seek it out, did not find it for themselves. YouTube found it for them, and they clicked on it. And that that's typically going to come through uh, the home page, which is the first tab in your app, uh, the first thing you see. And then the second place is underneath the video when it plays, uh, it'll be suggested. And, you know, if you've got autoplay on, then they'll just bring up the next one based on the algorithm. So all those sources make a big difference of whether or not a video succeeds or fails. Right. So from the creator's perspective, I'm thinking for the creator's perspective, if you make a video, you want people to watch it, right? As a rule of thumb, you would want more watch time on a video than the amount of time that you put in to create it. And it's a depressing thought that you put in more hours creating the video than people spent watching it. Okay? And you have those stats in YouTube as a creator. You don't have those stats externally. And that's one of the problems with a lot of the studies, academic studies have done already, is that they have very poor statistics. They have statistics on views, likes, comments, but they don't have statistics on watch time and they definitely don't have statistics on click-through rates. And that's what's unique about this study is it's the only academic study to have click-through rate data from actual YouTube users. And I estimate in the paper, I think it's close to 300,000 different users help compile this data, right? Of my relatively small channel that ranks somewhere around a millionth in the YouTube ecosystem still had about a half a million views that year thing that became clear to me as I was digging into my statistics is that contrary to popular opinion a channel's views typically do not come from their subscribers they come from new people who have not subscribed or maybe they've only watched one video or two videos But basically, it's a clean slate. So if it says that you have 10,000 subscribers or 1,000 subscribers and you got 1,000 views, uh, for a person with 1,000 subscribers, probably only 100 of those views came from subscribers. And 90% of those views came from outside. And so those are the stats for my channel, that 90% of my watch time is coming from non-subscribers in 2018. the period of the study. So from a creator's perspective, from my perspective, if I want to get people to watch my videos, I have to convince the algorithm to promote my videos right? So what does the algorithm care about? What is important to the algorithm, right? So if you listen to Covington at all, they say it's expected watch time per impression. So you've got a lineup of videos. If people see a thumbnail and title in the lineup of videos, that's an impression. If they click on it, then what percent of time that a person clicks on it versus the, percent of the number of times they have impressions of it, that's your click-through rate. Watch time is the minutes watched per view, and audience retention is the percent of the video that the typical viewer watches or the average viewer watches. Other potential things that could, does the video have a high percent like ratio? This is something that YouTube puts on their platform so viewers can see the percent like ratio before they click on it. Another possible thing that could affect it is, you know, is this a highly commented on video? You know, per view, does this get more comments than other videos, right? So if you listen to creators, they're obsessed about getting likes for their videos. So they want to maximize their like percentage and encourage people to like the video uh, at the expense of, you know, watching another video. They spend time in their video encouraging people to do that. Oftentimes at the beginning of the video, potentially stopping the watch session. So the question is, what really matters? What weight? each one of these different factors have in the algorithm and ultimately getting views, right? So I'm testing how many views per subscriber am I getting for my video releases based on its metrics of click-through rate, watch time minutes per view, percent audience retention, comment percentage, like percentage. And then we use Covington et Alls measure of expected watch time per impression, which is merely click-through rate times watch time. If percent audience retention really matters, then I should spend all my time trying to make higher percent audience retention videos that will blow up. And in particular... There's an inverse relationship that's been shown in the literature between the length of the video and the percent audience retention. So it's a lot easier to have high percent audience retention for a short video than it is for a long video percent audience retention declines with link, but I could have a hundred percent audience retention video that's one minute long, but it's going to have half the watch time of a twenty percent audience retention video that's ten minutes long. So audience retention and watch time are in conflict and as a creator, what should I choose? And the statements by YouTube on these issues are contradictory. They do not sort this out at all. The other thing is, from my economics training, I've been taught to not trust what people say, but trust what they do, which is probably good for life. Two, you know, trust what people do, not what they say. Actions speak louder than words, and that's the reason why this study is so needed, because the statements of YouTube, which are contradictory, let's see what they actually do, and really there's no literature on what they're actually doing. And it's because the statistics are so poor. And so I think it's surprising that nobody has used the user statistics up to this point but I gotta say prior to 2018 before the click-through rate data I attempted a study just using watch time percent audience retention likes comments using the data for my channel and I had a lot of views in 2017 had no click-through rate data And when I attempted that study, there was just really nothing significant at all. It was just terrible statistics, not very strong. In contrast, the statistics despite a very small sample of new video releases of 47, which of course is based on hundreds of thousands of users watching my videos and hundreds of thousands of views on these videos. But in terms of video releases, there were only 47. The data is overwhelming that click-through rate matters big time. Now, the Covington et al. assertion does get some support in the sense that The biggest variant in expected watch time per impression is not watch time, but click-through rate. Click-through rate varies a great deal in the sample and over time. So a a given video will see a decay in watch time, but a very small decay, but the decay in click-through rate as its audience expands is very marked. So expected watch time per impression is going to decline over time on average. We show that in the the, the paper's figures and summary statistics, but that's mostly because click-through rate declines over time, not because watch time does. So when you speak of expected watch time per impression, you're mostly speaking about click-through rates. You're really not talking about watch time as much as you're talking about click-through rates. And with 99% confidence, using the log linear model in the paper, we can reject the contention that there is equal weight on watch time and click-through rate. The weight on click-through rate is much higher depending on how you measure it if you measure it in marginal effects it's a hundred times higher if you affect more than a hundred times higher if you measure it in terms of the effects for reasonable parameter values can be as much as 10 times higher over a 28-day interval. That is, click-through rate is much more important in terms of getting views than watch time. So YouTube is not promoting videos that get a lot of watch time. They're promoting videos that get really high click-through rates, right? And so if you want to predict if a video is going to flop or it's going to get recommended. You really just need to think the first approximation is what is its click-through rate? If its click-through rate is over 10%, it's probably gonna get promoted. If its click-through rate is less than 2%, you know, you'll be lucky if 20% of your subscribers see it at the end of 28 days, which is the analytics window that YouTube defaults to. And what is totally not important, not predictive of getting views, percent watch time, right? So all the obsession about percent watch time, which also leads creators to make shorter videos and get less watch time. Percent audience retention is insignificant or negative in terms of its significance right and you know there is a negative relationship between percent audience retention I know it's a little bit counterintuitive but if you have a longer video you're going to get more watch time but you're going to get lower percent audience retention and so maybe it's not surprising that there's a negative relationship if YouTube cares about watch time even if it's a small percentage compared to click-through rates percent audience retention is not important. And, you know, the statement, the policy statement we have from YouTube in 2012, when they make the switch from views to watch time is actually pretty negative if you read the whole statement, which I don't think I have in the paper, but there's a link to it, that they're pretty negative on percent watch time and they're trying to encourage creators not to game percent watch time. Total minutes watch, that's probably the more important metric, but it's insignificant in most specifications of the model where click-through rate is significant most specifications of the model. Comments don't matter. Likes don't matter. Indeed, likes are negatively associated with views. That is, you get more dislikes the more views you get. So the whole attempt to maximize likes seems misguided. There's probably something going on that as... YouTube promotes a video, you get more and more marginal users who are less likely to enjoy your content, your video, and they're going to be more likely to dislike it compared to your subscribers and core viewers. In addition, Controversial topics tend to get clicked on more and to be more newsworthy. They tend to be more veering towards tragedy than triumph and negative metrics like thumbs down versus like may reflect that it's not a good event or they may find it a controversial topic that gets them excited and passionate enough to watch the video. So like percentage is a negative indicator if it's significant at all, but it's it's actually a pretty strong indicator in my sample, and it's not a surprise to me because I've seen my best videos, and they have the lowest like percentages. But I don't think that YouTube's promoting them because they're getting disliked Uh, I think that they're disliked because YouTube's promoting them. Now, the other thing that the paper finds is that the big easy button in YouTube is trending, right? That if there's a lot of traffic going into a topic, right, that there's probably going to be a shortage of views in the short term. If you're early and it's unexpectedly large and you're going to get more traffic and new viewers because of that. And so I find that the trending videos and the ones with more news articles written about the topic of the video tend to get more views. Okay, so you can get the paper at financeprofessor.org, click to the research tab, that'll take you to my SSRN page, you can also go to linuswilson.com, research tab to the SSRN page, or google Linus Wilson SSRN, go to the bottom of my author page when you click to it, and that'll probably be where uh, the clickbait paper is. So, Clickbait Works is the title, and uh, I think SSRN has made it more difficult for non-logged-in users to download the paper, so you have to click on the orange download button, and if you're not logged into SSRN, you have to go below his is uh i think greg gordon's face now and you have to click download the paper without registering you could also register which is free but you don't have to register and then if you download the paper without registering uh they're gonna make you you know look at traffic lights or buses or bicycles to prove that you're a human uh which i find obscenely annoying i hate those tests uh, especially since they are grainy pictures and you can't always see everything in the picture. <laughs> so sometimes you get it wrong and you'll get the paper. Then you'll get it to download. So, you know, my advice to the the, cre- the people at SSRN, make it easier for casual users to download papers on SSRN. That's my advice to them, people that are not logged in. This paper in particular, I've seen a lot of abstract views and a, uh, not too many downloads, and uh, that, that worries me. Uh, That they've made a change to SSRN that makes it possibly a worse platform to upload papers to. Links to the abstract of the paper and the download page are going to be in the show notes description of this. And you will be able to see that on uh, the blog section of financeprofessor.org. So what are the implications for the creator's perspective of this? That they should spend a lot of time on the title and thumbnail, which the viewers see before the click through, right? And so Getting a title and thumbnail that inspires clicking and viewing is the paramount thing that they need to focus on, not the production values, not the length of the video. Longer videos are harder to produce. And obviously you want the video to relate to the thumbnail and title otherwise it truly would be clickbait but to get a very clickable title and that people will watch and you probably need to think about other harder problems like what do people want to watch and in particular what does your audience want to watch that you could deliver so in that sense, the topic relates to the click-through rate. And we do have some regressions about that, you know, what how the topic relates to the click-through rate. Right, here's a reading of my paper. Clickbait works. The secret to getting views with the YouTube algorithm by Dr. Linus Wilson, Associate Professor of Finance, University of Louisiana at Lafayette. This study represents the views of the author alone and not the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Abstract In 2018, YouTube began releasing click-through rates, CTR data, to its video creators. Since 2012, YouTube has emphasized how it favors watch time over clicks in its recommendations to viewers. This is the first academic study employing that data to test what matters more for views on YouTube. Is watch time or click-through rates more important to getting views on YouTube. This paper finds no to limited evidence that higher percent audience retention or total average watch time per view associated with more views on YouTube. Instead, videos with higher CTR got significantly more views as did videos on trending or newsworthy topics. The marginal benefit in terms of views scaled by subscribers of increased CTR is between 71 and 318 times larger than the marginal benefits of increased watch time per view. Introduction, Section 1. By 2017, there were over 400 hours of video uploaded to YouTube each minute. Moreover, YouTube gets 80 billion audience feedback metrics per day to recommend the ideal video to each one of its users. Weiss 2018 writes that at the international consumer electronics show CES in 2018, YouTube's chief product officer Neil Mohan said that 70% of watch time on YouTube comes from videos recommended to users through its search and discovery algorithm. Nevertheless, the objectives and most important metrics of the YouTube recommendation algorithm for videos are poorly understood, a group of Google engineers seem to indicate in Covington et al. that the black box neural network maximizes expected watch time per impression in ranking recommendations. Nevertheless, there is little evidence that anyone outside of Google or YouTube has tested that. YouTube is a subsidiary of Google. Moreover, the statements of the lead author cast doubt on the contention that maximizing watch time or even expected watch time per impression are the objective of YouTube and its machine learning algorithm. Paul Covington of Google said at a conference in 2016 where he was presenting that paper, If you optimize for CTR, then you get clickbait. Then if you optimize for watch time, then you get tremendously long videos it's a constant balancing act it's kind of a product decision in a lot of ways in that product tells us to increase this metric and then we go and increase it so it's really not left up to us indeed statements by todd who is described as a member of the search and discovery team at youtube on a channel operated by current youtube employees employees, creator, insider, hints that YouTube is not optimizing for watch time. Instead, it is focusing on the experience of casual users favoring high CTR content over longer videos. Ye et al 2014 argue that click-through rate is a noisy measure of audience satisfaction and dwell time or watch time in the YouTube context Should be an important component of any recommendation system. Indeed, in 2012, YouTube switched its principal metric of video creator success to minutes watched, watch time, from total views, according to Myers in 2012. Moreover, YouTube started surfacing or recommending videos that generated more time over videos that got views or clicks. Meyerson wrote the following, our video discovery features were previously designed to drive views. This rewarded videos that were successful at attracting clicks rather than videos that actually kept viewers engaged. Cleavage, thumbnail, anyone? Now, when we suggest videos, we focus on those that increase the amount of time that the viewer will spend watching videos on YouTube, not only on the next view, but also successive views thereafter. In this paper, there is little to no evidence that increased watch time or percent audience retention leads to more views. Instead, higher CTR and higher higher expected watch time per impression are associated with greater views, namely, more likely to be clicked, clickbait videos get views over more highly watched videos once they are clicked. Moreover, higher percentages of likes are significantly negatively associated with views in the present study. In other words, the most viewed videos are significantly more likely to have a greater percentage of dislikes. This paper's log-linear model indicates that improving CTR by 300% from the median translates into 2 to 10 times more views depending on the time horizon than increasing watch time per view by 300% from the median. Percent audience retention has no significant or a negative and significant association with views. Videos with more likes or more comments have no significant or a negative and significant association with views. The marginal effects are even stronger, indicating that CTR improvements are between 171 and 318 times bigger for CTR than watch time improvements. This study has important implications for video creators. They should focus their efforts on things that increase CTR if they want to maximize views. Since viewers see the thumbnail and title and little else, these might be the most important factors in getting views on YouTube. Focusing on audience retention or producing longer form content may fail to increase the views and ultimately watch time if that leads to lower CTR because the creator cannot spare time to make the best title and thumbnail. Other studies have looked at factors that are associated with greater views. Wellborn and Grant 2016 found that YouTube channels using a regular presenter got significantly more views. Zhang and Mo break a video release into an initial reaction from the creator's audience and then a later reaction where the video is diffused to a wider viewership. Zhang and Mo find that the secondary segments viewing behavior is less predictable than the first you at all looked at 172,000 videos over 2 years you at all found the most popular youtube videos typically have significantly more phases in their view growth than less popular videos which get most of their views in the first few days that finding is consistent with the view growth being driven by unobserved characteristics, CTR, watch time, audience retention, etc., of the top videos and their components that prompt promotion and demotion by the recommendation algorithm. The present paper is the first study and the only study the author knows of to use 2018 click-through rate data to test if watch time or CTR is a more important factor in new video releases. Section 2. Hypotheses. Covington et al., which was written by Google engineers, has been seen by many as the authoritative paper on the YouTube search and discovery recommendation algorithm since it was first circulated. That study argues that the machine learning algorithm for suggesting content tries to maximize the expected watch time per thumbnail and video impression. Thus, the algorithm ranks higher expected watch time per impression content higher in the lineup than lower watch time per impression content. It uses extensive data on viewer video and creator characteristics to predict click-through rate and minutes watched of a particular video. Each logged-in viewer gets specific recommendations. Thus, videos with higher expected watch time per impression will get suggested more beside other videos in the home screen and in search. Mathematically, expected watch time per impression equals click-through rate times expected watch time. In this paper, we want to test the assertions of Covington et al. Indeed, do videos with higher expected minutes of watch time per impression, click-through rate, and watch time minutes per view get more views after controlling for channel authority subscribers? Hypothesis 1. Video releases with higher click-through rates, CTR, will have significantly more views per subscriber over the 20. 20- 24 hour, 7 day, and 28 day time horizon. Hypothesis 2. Video releases with higher expected watch time per thumbnail impression will have significantly more views per subscriber over the 24 hour, 7 day, and 28 day time horizons. Hypothesis 2. Three, video releases with the highest expected watch time per view will have significantly more views per subscriber over the 24-hour, 7-day, and 28-day time horizons. Percent audience retention has often been seen as a greater predictor of video quality than minutes watch per view. The YouTube Creator Academy, a tutorial channel for YouTube creators, writes, Your goal is to keep audience retention as close to 100 percent as you can because this means viewers are watching all the way through your videos and videos with consistently high audience retention and watch time have the potential to show up more frequently in search and suggested locations on YouTube. Hypothesis 4. Video releases with the highest percent audience retention will have significantly more views per subscriber over the 24-hour, 7-day, and 28-day time horizons. Park et al. finds videos with higher view counts have significantly higher percent audience retention. Park et al. uses 158 experimental subjects to measure percent audience retention and watch time where studies such as Ryder lack such watch time data. In contrast, in the present study, because the author had access to the YouTube channel's analytics, we will use watch time and CTR data based on actual viewers on the YouTube platform. The present study is based on the choices of over 300,000 unique viewers. Covington's expected watch time per impression metric seems to favor longer videos with low percent retention over short videos with a very high percent audience retention. With the same click-through rate, a one-minute video with 100% audience retention will get half the expected watch time per impression of a 10-minute video with 20% audience retention. The success or failure of hypotheses three and four will sort out if longer, lower quality, lower percent audience retention videos are more rewarded than shorter, higher quality, higher percent audience retention ones. Indeed, Park et al. find that longer videos have lower percent audience retention park et al finds that videos with higher like percentages have a higher percent audience retention. Many YouTube creators promote comments and likes in their calls to action in their videos. Are more comments or a greater percent of likes associated with a higher view rate? Hypothesis 5. Video releases with more positive engagement metrics, A, more comments per view, and B, a higher percent of likes over dislikes plus likes will have significantly more views per subscriber over the 24-hours, 7-day, and 28-day time horizon. Section 3 Data As of January 1st, 2018, the click-through rate metrics became available to creators. This study looks at video releases in 2018. The author hand-collected data from his slowboat sailing YouTube channel statistics in YouTube Studio and YouTube Studio Beta. According to Table 1 summary statistics, there were 47 videos that went public. The channel had between 3,511 and 6,492 subscribers at the date of the videos going public. Videos had between 116 and 15,931 views in the first 24 hours with an average of 1,483 views in the first 24 hours. The times of day that the video went public varied greatly. Thus, the first-day statistic may have only represented a few hours of views or nearly 24 hours of views. Generally, the most active day for views is the first 24 hours after the video is made public. 4 hour views and watch time were constructed from an average of the first-day and second-day views or watch time minute statistics. The first-day and second-day views or watch time were added together and divided by 1 plus the percent of 24 hours that the first-day public hours re- represented. Thus, for example, a video released at 12 p.m. would divide the first two calendar day views by 1.5 to get 24-hour views. That video was public for 1.5 days in the first two calendar day statistics. Because views and watch time typically taper off to a trickle by the 7th or 28th calendar day, there was no scaling Of the 7-day or 28-day views and watch time for the variation in the first days going public time, the uploads typically had long titles over 70 characters that were written with an eye towards competing in search. The author often filled close to the 500-character tag limit. The videos had standard descriptions at the end and several sentences of video-specific descriptions at the beginning that mention keywords specific to the video. Because of the small sample size, the keywords and other metadata were not tested. Bartle 2018 finds that videos that are classified as news and politics significantly more views than people in blogs classified videos. Thus, different video content may explain views. The author added content style dummies. The sailing race dummy refers to videos covering the 2018 Golden Globe race, a solo non-stop around the world race in 32 to 36 foot production sailboats. It equaled 1 if the video covered the race and 0 if it did not. The movie dummy equaled 1 for videos about feature films Crowhurst or The Mercy about sailing, otherwise it was 0. The vlog dummy equaled 1 if the video was the author's personal sailing vlog or 0 otherwise. For both the news articles variable and the trending dummy, a search in the Google News tab was conducted. First, a search for the full name of the most prominent sailor in the video over the period in question was conducted. If the first search term turned up any articles in the period in question, then the trending variable was coded 1, if there were any relevant 2018 articles. The number of relevant news articles in the preceding and following 14 days from the video release were counted. If the primary sailor featured in the video was named John Smith, then articles about different men named John Smith were not counted for news articles or trending variables. If the sailor named in the search turned up no results or no sailor was named in the video, then the first 70 characters of the video's title was searched in the Google News tab. The trending variable equaled one if there was at least one 2008 news article in the Google News tab about the subject of the video. After the title search, related news articles were counted and recorded in news article variables for that video. 49% of videos were trending. There were more trending videos than videos with news articles greater than zero because of the wider time interval of the trending dummy. The average video had 19 news articles, but the median video had no relevant news articles. Most videos had no news coverage of the sailors or topics in question in the two weeks before and after the video. Because video views are a function of the size of the channel's audience and the audience as measured by subscribers nearly doubled over 2018, views were scaled by subscribers at the upload date. On average, views were 31% of subscribers at upload in the first 24 and 110% of subscribers at upload in 28 days. The median video got views equal to about 16% of subscribers in 24 hours with 28 days views equal to about 39% of subscribers. Click through rate CTR data was available for the first day to the tenth of a percent. Aggregate data for two or more days was only available to the whole percent on the YouTube studio beta. The averages and medians indicate that CTR declines over time. This is likely due to YouTube giving impressions first to potential viewers who are statistically more likely to watch. After that, the platform serves the less and less receptive viewers to a creator's video. Thus, over time, the CTR declines. The average CTR in the sample declined from over 6% in the first day to about 5% over 7 days and about 4% over 28 days. At some point, the potential audience for most most videos is limited. At that point, it is shown as an impression to very few new viewers. Because CTR was so important in the regression results, we tested if there were increasing or decreasing returns to CTR in terms of views per subscriber. A similar decay of watch time minutes per view, percent audience retention, and expected watch time per impression occurred over the 24 hour, seven-day, and 28-day intervals, as did with CTR. The less receptive audiences reached by day seven and 28 watched fewer minutes and watched lower percentages in the audience in the first 24 hours. Nevertheless, the average decay was much more modest for the minutes watched in percent retention measures compared to CTR. The steeper average decay in expected minutes watch time per impression was due to CTR being a component in that measure according to equation one. Figures one to four track averages of the metrics in hypotheses one through four over time. First day CTR and expected watch time per impression expected watch time per impression fall by 33 and 35% respectively from day one to the average of the first week. Most of the 35% drop in expected watch time per impression from 24 hours to seven days comes from the 33% drop in CTR, not the 3% drop in expected watch time per view. One explanation for the steep drop of views just a few days after upload may be because videos typically see declining CTR when their titles and thumbnails are shown to a wider audience. That declining CTR could make them less attractive to the algorithm. The decline in percent audience retention is also modest from day 1 to day 7 and is less than 1% from day 7 to day 28. Because CTR was So important in the regression results, we tested if there were increasing or decreasing returns to CTR in terms of views per subscriber. One day CTR was squared, which could help indicate increasing or decreasing returns to views if this had a positive or negative coefficient respectively. Decreasing returns to CTR could also be captured by adding the one day CTR to one and taking the natural log of that sum. The newsletter video CTR is the click-through rate for newsletter email. Section 4 Statistical Analysis In Table 2, Panel A, the key metrics and Hypothesis 1-4 to are used to explain 24-hour views per subscriber. Only Hypothesis 1 and 2 receive support. Higher first day CTR and higher expected watch time per impression are positive and significantly related to higher first 24-hour views. Thus Covington et al. gets support for its assertion that expected watch time per impression is what causes the YouTube algorithm to recommend and find views for videos. Nevertheless, Hypothesis 3 and 4 about watch time and audience retention predicting higher views can be rejected. These measures are the opposite of the predicted sign and insignificant. Thus, this data rejects the assertion that the YouTube algorithm promotes higher watch time videos of Myers in 2012. Indeed, models 3's insignificant sign for watch time calls into question if Covington et al.'s objective function of expected watch time per impression is a way of obscuring that the search and discovery algorithm is maximizing CTR or views instead of watch time as asserted by Meyer since 2012. Nevertheless, Model 2 with the expected watch time per impression does have a higher adjusted R-squared than, than Model 1 with just day 1 CTR. The adjusted R-squared for Models 3 and 4 with watch time and percent audience retention respectively which is another indication of the failure of the watch time and retention hypotheses. In Panel B of Table 1, more controls are added. CTR does not seem to have diminishing returns with squared CTR being negative and significant in Model 5. With the extra controls, Day 1 CTR is positive and significant in 3 of the 5 models. It is insignificant when the long-term like percentage and trending dummies are added in Model 6. The like ratio is significantly negatively associated with 24-hour views. That is, more disliked videos get more views. Thus we can reject Hypothesis 5b. The differences in our findings about likes and views from Park et al. 2016 may reflect the different ways likes were generated in our sample. Park et al. had 158 participants served random videos. Thus the role that the algorithm played in serving videos to viewers was not not taken into account in Park et al. 2016. A successful video, a highly viewed video, is served to many non-core viewers of the channel who are statistically less likely to enjoy its content. A poorly viewed video is only served to the channel's most loyal viewers who are most likely to give it a high like percentage. Moreover, news topics of tragedies or disasters such as sunk boats, rescues, and storms may generate dislikes that do not reflect the viewer's assessment of the video, but their dislike of the event. Since news articles and trending are also associated significantly with more views per subscriber, perhaps it's no surprise that highly disliked videos are highly viewed. Berger and Milkman, 2012, found that of the emotions elicited in news articles, anger was a stronger predictor of how often the story was shared and read than other emotions. We would expect anger to be associated with a lower percent of likes. Key et al. offer another explanation. That study uses the like percentage to classify highly viewed videos into attention grabbers, low like percentage, and high quality. They find that the former obtain more views than the latter, which is consistent with our significant inverse relation between the like percentage and views. Model 7 in Table 2, Panel B, leads to the rejection of Hypothesis 5A, videos with more comments per view are not significantly more viewed overall. The comments per view coefficient is insignificant. In regression 9, all the content dummy variables are added. None are significant except trending, which stands for at least one news article being written about the topic under our search criteria. Trending is significant in all models it is in, models 6 and 9. The number of recent news articles is not significant in model 8. The results for 24-hour views seems to be the same for seven-day views in Table 3, Panel A. Hypotheses 1 and 2, CTR and expected watch time per impression, are positively and significantly associated with more 7-day views per subscriber. Hypotheses 3 and 4 are rejected. Watch time and audience retention are negative and insignificant factors in 7-day views per subscriber. As with 24-hour views, we can reject hypotheses 5A and 5B that comments and likes are positively associated with views. As before, the trending dummy is positive and significant. Like percentages are negative and significant. News articles are negative and significant in Model 7 of Table 3, Panel B, when they were insignificant in Table 2, Panel B. CTR for either one or seven days is positive and significantly associated with more seven day views per subscriber in most but not all specifications. As before, it is insignificant when all the dummies are added and when the like percent is added. As in panel A of tables 2 and 3. Hypotheses 1 and 2 are supported, and hypotheses 3 and 4 are rejected. CTR and expected watch time per impression are positive and significant, and watch time and audience retention are insignificant. When we add more controls, the trending dummy is once again positive and significant in model 5 of table 4, panel B. In model 6, we see there are still diminishing returns to day 1 CTR for 28-day views per subscriber, as we found with 24-hour views per subscriber in Table 2, Panel B, Model 5. Namely, Day 1 CTR squared is negative and significant. Hypotheses 5A and 5B are once again rejected. For 28-day view, comments per 28-day view is insignificant in Model 6 of Table 5, Panel B, and the like percentage is significant, but the opposite of the predicted sign in Model 7. In Table 5, the determinants of Day 1 CTR are regressed. The demonetized videos had a significantly higher CTR than monetized ones, thus perhaps the more controversial thumbnails contributed to demonetization, but improved CTR. Demonetized videos have limited ads run on them. The movie thumbnails, despite sometimes featuring pictures of Oscar winners, were significantly less likely to be clicked. The movie reactions were for a film, The Mercy, which only got limited release in the USA about a year after the YouTube reaction videos were made public. The vlog thumbnails were significantly less likely to be clicked. Videos with more news articles about the topic were significantly more likely to be clicked. Videos with more comments per views or higher percentages of likes were significantly less likely to be clicked. Finally, the author's email newsletter click-through rate was significantly positively related to the day one CTR on YouTube. In table six correlation matrix for selected variables, is presented in such a small sample the regression tables 2b 3b and 4b too few observations clearly many of the content type dummies such as trending and vlog are significantly correlated with ctr that of course complicates separating out these different factors Covington et al. emphasized CTR and expected watch time analyses of these measures as the focus of this study rather than the content types that appealed to the audience of the channel studied. In Table 7, we conduct a t-test of views per subscriber for videos that had day one CTR less than 4% and videos that had day one CTR greater than 4%. The ones that had the lower CTR had 6.8%, 12.8% and 16.8% views per subscriber at the 24-hour, 7-day, and 28-day marks, respectively. This was significantly lower than the group with higher CTR, which had views per subscriber of 42.4%, 122.2%, and 154% of subscribers, respectively. All these gaps were statistically significant, with 99% confidence. Section five, log linear model of views per subscribers. Let us suppose that views are a function of equation 1. Nevertheless, let's propose that views per subscriber V is a function of a combination of CTR and expected watch time. Equation 1 is a special case of the left-hand side of the equation below where alpha, beta, and gamma equal 1. Views is a function of CTR and expected watch time equals alpha times CTR to the beta and expected watch time to the power gamma. The function is log linear. The log of views per subscribers equals alpha plus beta CTR plus gamma expected watch time. Differentiating 3 with respect to click through rate, we get the percent change in the views as a function of CTR is beta. The regression coefficient of log linear views. Likewise, by differentiating three with respect to the expected watch time, the percent change in views with a change in watch time is gamma on the margin. In Table 8, Models 1, 2, and 3, the parameters alpha, beta, and gamma are estimated for 24-hour, 7-day, and 28-day views per subscriber. These are the first regressions where Hypothesis 3 gets some support with the expected minutes watch time per view being positive and significantly different than zero with 90 to 95 percent confidence. While these regressions support hypothesis 1 and 3, we can be 99 percent confident that neither alpha, beta, or gamma equals 1 in models 1, 2, and 3. Thus, the The central contention of Covington et al. 2016 that expected watch time per impression is maximized by the algorithm, where alpha equals beta equals gamma equals 1, can be rejected as can hypothesis 2 in this specification. Moreover, the marginal effects of CTR in equation 4 are 171, 241, and 318 times larger than the marginal effects of expected watch time in equation 5 for 24-hour, 7-day, and 28-day views per subscriber. That is calculated by taking the ratio of beta over gamma in models 1, 2, and 3 of table 8. In models 4, 5, and 6 of table 8, Percent audience retention is negative and significant or insignificant, leading us to reject hypothesis 4, that percent audience retention is positively associated with views per subscriber. Model 6 of Table 8 helps us reject hypotheses 5A and 5B. Comments per view and like percentage are both negative and significant, which is the opposite of the hypothesized sign. The marginal effects may overstate the importance of CTR because it is so small compared to the average minutes watch per view. In figures 5 to 9, we look at CTR and expected watch time for up to three times their median values. The maximum of the horizontal scales are three times the horizontal axes metrics median. Improving CTR by 300% from the median translates into two to ten times more views than increasing a video watch time per view by 300% from the median, depending on the time horizon. For example, tripling CTR from the median from 4% to 12% in the 28-day horizon is predicted from Table 8 Model 3 to lead to 28-day views of 23 times a channel's subscribers at the date of the video going public. In contrast, tripling watch time per view from 5.2 minutes to 15.6 minutes per view is only predicted to result in 20-day views of twice the subscriber base at the time of the video going public. In the sample, there are examples of CTR greater than three times the median, but there are no observations of average watch time per view of three times the median, despite the maximum video length exceeding an hour or 3,600 seconds. Thus, ratios of the maximum of the scales may understate the importance of improving CTR versus watch time. Simply, it may be easier to increase click-through rate than watch time. It is possible that the YouTube algorithm penalizes content that has very poor levels of audience retention and watch time. Perhaps those metrics were too good in the sample. High CTR videos are not considered clickbait by many YouTube creators and YouTube employees if the video generally delivers on the idea transmitted by the title and the thumbnail regardless of how well the video is executed. Thus, it is conceivable that in the sample study that CTR is the dominant predictor of views in a wider sample where watch time, like percentages, and audience retention were much lower, it is possible that the YouTube algorithm would avoid high CTR videos. In that case, an improvement in watch time, retention, and like ratios could be associated with increased views. We have little evidence of that in the present study. Section 6. Conclusion. Since 2012, YouTube in Myers in 2012 has argued that it maximized watch time, but because of data availability, no academic study that the author is aware of has tested this contention. More recently, Google engineers Covington et al. 2016 tasked with the search and discovery algorithm, which drives about 70% of views on YouTube, argue that they maximized expected watch time per impression. This paper finds no to limited support for both contentions. Using data on click-through rates, CTR, first available to video creators on YouTube in 2018, this study finds that CTR is a much more powerful predictor of views than watch time. Indeed, it would be a better first approximation that you YouTube's algorithm previews videos that maximize clicks or views to engage casual users rather than surfacing content that maximizes watch time, or even expected watch time per impression. The implications of this study are clear. Video creators who want to maximize views are better off improving their titles and thumbnails to maximize CTR. Watch time per view, percent audience retention, comments, and likes have an insignificant or negative relationship with views. Particularly dubious are the practices of video creators to encourage viewers to smash the like button or comment on a video. There is absolutely no evidence that this leads to more views. Percent audience retention makes no difference for views in this study. Only in some specifications does watch time per views matter. Even then, CTR had a 171 to 318 times larger marginal effect than expected watch time in generating views. This study does find videos on trending and newsworthy topics do generate significantly more views. Like Bartle 2018, the study finds vlog content is associated with fewer views. Section 7, Appendix, extended quote from the Search and Discovery team representative Todd. The statement below indicates that YouTube is not optimizing for watch time and is favoring higher CTR content. Todd of the YouTube algorithm Search and Discovery team said the following on the the creator insider channel video for example with watch time we have come across some changes in the past that we have considered like we had this one change recently that significantly increased watch time across youtube actually if we had rolled out this change then people would have watched millions of more hours every day on youtube so you might think well obviously that is one of the good ones Let's roll that one out. For the dozens of metrics that we looked at for each change, we found that there were some interesting things that were happening that were not the same across all viewers. What was happening is one that we were recommending longer videos on average. So you might see more videos that are an hour long or more, but our hit rate in terms of Like, how often a viewer would find a video that they would want to watch was lower. So you'd be less likely to find a video. But when you did find one that you liked, you would watch it for longer. So overall, watch time was up. But what was ultimately happening when we dug in was that we were increasing engagement in a small, heavy segment of the audience and actually reducing engagement from a casual user segment. Because we don't just look at the total volume of engagement, we also break it out and see how it is affecting different groups of viewers and we care about growing the appeal of YouTube to more and more users over time. We felt this was not representative of the type of change we wanted to make because it was making the experience worse for a significant segment of viewers that we cared about. And so rather than make them pay the price for another segment, we said, let's go back and see if we can find another way to get improvements here without hurting it for another segment. The Creator Insider channel is run by YouTube employees of the creator studio analytics team creator insider tries to informally communicate policy changes to creators uploading video to the platform okay so you can get that paper there's going to be a link in the the description here, you could also go to financeprofessor.org, hit the research section, and at the bottom of my SSRN research page, you'll probably find the clickbait paper. Minuet by Baccarini. She was actually, this is one of her practice sessions. This was not a formal recital. All right, until next time, I'm Linus Wilson. You've been listening to the Finance Professor podcast brought to you by financeprofessor.org. You can sign up for the free newsletter to get notifications of new videos on the Linus Wilson channel and new papers.